0: What's up? It's your boy, Everyday Jay, one half of the Ill Sound Radio crew. And Illinois Radio is giving away free promo throughout the month of February. So if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or artist, just visit Illinois.co forward slash free promo. That's I L L A N O I Z E dot co forward slash free promo and fill out the form for a chance to receive free promotion on Illinois Radio. You can't click or turn away from a mobile billboard advertisement. You can mute commercials on TV, turn a page in a magazine or a newspaper, and click away from ads online. Mobile billboard advertisements are practically unavoidable. Consumers won't be able to easily navigate themselves away from a mobile billboard ad like they can for a static billboard or a printed advertisement. We have billboards for any size business just give us a call 312-237-7851 ask for Jay all right welcome back to another episode of conversations with Jay I got another special guest in the building I'm gonna allow him to introduce himself.
1: what it do what it does man it's your boy DJ meal ticket man I appreciate you having me on your show today man
0: I appreciate you for sliding on me bro for sure man no problem all right meal ticket where you from bro well,
1: before you say, it, let's get right into it. <laughs> Man, I'm from the south side of Chicago from St. and Green. St. You know what I'm saying? That's Englewood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they know that's the Dog Pound set. You know what I'm saying? They're affiliated with the Black Disciples, but you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm from the area, you know?
0: You grew up there your whole life? Yep. What was it like growing up over there, man? It was crazy. I used to work for Comcast, so the only time I was in that area was when I was in that Comcast truck hooking up some cable. I done seen some shit just hooking up the cable. Bro,
1: (laughs) when I seen some shit sitting on the putts at nine years old, Man, it's been suit outs, all kind of shit. Hell yeah, like, man, like, for real, like, it's it's the trenches. Like, it's worse now, though, but, like, so much, you name it, it done went down in the hood on the block. Yeah. Yeah, and I done saw it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Damn, man. In, man and, and I ain't here to say Inglewood all bad because, like I say, I done seen some good shit. I done seen some bad shit. Ain't nothing ever happened to me in Inglewood personally. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, man, what, what would you say is, like, the main thing you learned from growing up in Inglewood? How to
1: move in the world and, like, how to deal with people. Like, because about me being at the level I am in life and me being from where I'm from, like, man, I know how to deal with all kind of people and, like, cause, uh, some people don't know how to do that, though. Uh, some people only know one way to do things. And you can't be mad at them, though, because that's all they know. And they won't ever talk nothing different. But, you know what I'm saying? It's something like, you know what I'm saying? They want you to know what you know and you know how to move. But, you know what I'm saying? That taught me, though, like, how to deal with people, though. What high school you went to? Man, it's one of the best schools in the city. Go Simeon. Oh,
0: you went to Simeon?
1: Yeah, but no, look, though. Half of my freshman year, though, I went to Coilers, though. Okay. But then after that, Simeon, I transferred. Man, because I wanted to play uh, football for Simeon. Right. And then I went over there, and we won a championship my uh, sophomore year, not my junior year, and um, played at the Prep Bowl. And, and, like, we lost to Loyola, though, but we beat Hubbard, though. Yeah, for the city championship in 2004.
0: Man, I wanted to go to Simeon. I did not get in. Yeah. I Simeon went, always been that school. Hey, I went to Harlan. You feel Harlan. Me? Yeah. Hey, uh, I know a lot of people don't want there. Yeah, but you know Harlan and Simeon... They baseball, you know, that baseball yeah. shit was for real for real,
1: Yeah, man. yeah, that shit was real, but y'all can fuck with us in football and hey, right else. though. Yeah, hey, <laughs> man. I
0: and, and, and ain't gonna act like we can fuck with y'all in basketball cause we couldn't do that either, you
1: feel me? Oh man? yeah, you know we, hey, hey, we home of them athletes. Right. I ain't gonna laugh. like it's something about my school, like if you wanted to send me on, like whether it's legal or um illegal, niggas doing they shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For real. I, I remember before, I didn't know who the fuck Derrick Rose was. I didn't know who, mm-hmm. none of this shit. You feel me? I didn't know I knew who Brock was. You yeah. feel me? But I didn't know anything about Derrick Rose. And here I am on the court against both these dudes. And they just keep running the same play, bro. They throwing oops to each other. And you know, at Simeon, they couldn't dunk that bitch for some right. reason. They coach wouldn't let them dunk it. But they up there, bro. They was doing
1: bitch. it. I
0: mean, who the fuck is these niggas, man? And they
1: had... um. Derek and uh, Tim on varsity, they uh
0: freshman year, I think. Bro, that shit was unfair, bro. Yeah.
1: Unfair. Yeah, they was some dogs.
0: And I was, I was a hooper, bro, but I ain't never seen shit like what they had over there. i never seen that ever yeah. in life. So, shout out to Simeon. For sure. Yeah. Salute. So, when, when you was in high school, what did you, you want to be? Man, I was on the football team. So, you wanted to be that? Yeah. So, like, yeah.
1: So, like, around that time, though, my dream was to be a football player. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I had ended up going to uh, a few uh, colleges. All right. You know what I'm saying? I went to uh, Joliet Junior College for a minute.
0: Man, my mans was just talking about Joliet Junior College, man. And then I went to TSU, caught a case
1: out there. Then I went to EIU. And then I stopped playing football, though. Then I caught a case out there. Did you and stop was-
0: playing because of the trouble you was yeah. getting into?
1: Yeah, because it was setting me back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was making me sit out. I'm like, well, what's the use of doing this? Like, shit, I'm behind. So after that, you was like, fuck school. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you become... Man, I was hustling out there selling weed and shit.
0: I mean, I, I feel like almost everybody that's from Chicago, like, when they go away to school, like, weed is the ultimate hustle. Because if you from the trenches, though, you got that uh, uh, hustle mindset. And you could boost them prices up. You feel don't me? don't know what's going on. You feel yeah, me? like,
1: man, like, because, like, when you from the hood... Like man, we taught to live off survival. Facts. And so it's like, so like, man, like uh, when you learn anything else, other than that, that's a plus for you.
0: in life. When did you, uh, when did you get into DJing?
1: Um, I want to say in 2008. Well, uh, see, so my uh, homie Blake, he had died, and like uh, he used to be a DJ, and like before he died, he used to like be showing it to me. Showing me the stuff to do. And cause I used to be like, dang, I want to have this nigga be, be around all the rappers and celebrities all the time. Right. And I see, like, he told me, like, man, it's all about being at the right place at the right time That once you in it. And then, like, plus my dad used to DJ too, but he ain't never really take it serious, though. But So it's like it was always in me, though, too.
0: Yeah, so you always seen that shit. Yeah,
1: and then it's like, man, like, um, you know, so I used to always be the one to uh, play the music, though, for the crowds and the other uh, groups that loved, uh kickbacks and shit like that growing up.
0: Was you always
1: DJ Meal Ticket? No, I was just Meal Ticket. So I got the name in high school. Okay. Because I used to call f- Fumbles, and I used to do uh, good plays on the football team. You was fucking and, shit up. And so the coaches was like, that's my Meal Ticket. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. so the football team started calling me that, then the whole school started calling me that. Right. Uh, the, yeah, the football team and the cheerleaders, and then everybody else started calling me that. Man, what's and that so mean? it's like, look, if you know me, and then, like, like, man, you been knew that was my name, then friends would call me Ticket for sure. But if you don't know me like that you just meal ticket a meal so that's how like you no know, so not determine somebody and know me like that
0: all right <laughs> yeah. so when okay all right, what uh right, you become a dj now you say you started djing just by simply just by setting a vibe at the party how hard is it bro to control the vibe at a party let alone a, a big ass arena or a, a concert
1: Oh, yeah, because I done rocked crowds. I done rocked stages. I
0: know that shit a different type of
1: feeling. Man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's all about... Man, that shit just gotta be in you knowing how to control a, a vibe. Like, anytime that you behind a computer or some boards or something and there's a crowded room, as soon as you put on a certain type of tune, man, you gonna get the room attention. You know what I'm saying? But it's like
0: do no, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like it gotta be in you though. It's I don't know, bro. I ain't I ain't never been on a stage that had like on what was the biggest crowd you would say you put you was in front of? Man, probably a crowd
1: of fifty thousand people. Shit. Man, I had there a festival in San Antonio though one year with Uzi and Herb. And that was dope as hell. Like should I did a crowd of twenty thousand though with Nook and Polo in Canada?
0: Bro, what is it like? being in front of those crowds.
1: Well, shit in the beginning, though, when I had did the three tours I did with her, like, man, that shit was like some shit that I only uh, could imagine. Like, man, shit I used to see on TV, like, man, I'm going to do that one day. Yeah. And I never knew how. But it was like a feeling like, man. See, I feel like, man, I was made to do this shit. <laughs> like, especially like in August, though, when I had just went to Canada, though, with Nook. Man, when I stepped out there, I looked to my left, I looked to my right, I breathed in, Talking to him on the mic, they talking back. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this shit here different, but it's a beautiful feeling though, especially to be like from where I'm from though, you know.
0: Now you say you always told yourself like you gonna be in those moments, you feel me? Man, now when bro, you, I was I-
1: a kid, growing up, looking at the box and shit like that. Uh-huh. Diddy and Biggie, them on TV. Manny Fresh, them. Shauna and DTP, them. To the point, like a lot of people I saw on TV, I'd have been next to Sway in the morning. Shauna and Twista, them. I'd have been in these rooms though with them, and that's a blessing though, bro.
0: When you when you in these rooms with these people, like is it ever a moment like oh shit, bro, that gonna Sway? You feel me? Because like you you done came up with with the chicago crowd that i would say was technically like the first wave you know with the herbs and the sosa's and all these people like you don't work with them that everybody in the city so it ain't
1: too many people though from our city that got a name that's been popping and nothing like that that i ain't did some work with
0: that's what i'm saying because like you know the motherfuckers that's popping in chicago but once you get the branching out you know what i'm saying like is it like oh shit like damn bro Sometimes, though, depending on who it
1: be, but a lot of times, that shit be normal. Like, shit, the one time I was in the A and I was chilling in the studio session with Moneybag, you know. And it was, like, the whole bread game. And uh, Duty Low, he peeking up, And, like, he said, what's up to everybody. Like, then he see me in there. Then next thing you know, like, like all the OTFs, they coming there, we all just kicking it. And it was, like, an epic-ass moment. Like, it was before Vaughn that. And, like, shit, there was some shit, like, Man, it was, like, nothing but, like, celebrities and hitters in there. And it was one of them moments, like, ain't nobody pulling no phones or nothing out. Like, it was just memories in our head. And everybody was cool. And I was in that vibing for hours, though, playing my beats for them and stuff.
0: Now, the, the special thing about the situation that you in, like, Chicago we get that rapper of being a violent city. And yes, it's violence in Chicago. But mm. you get to be around these people on a personal level, you know what I'm saying? And you get to see them outside of being, you feel me, what they known for. Yeah. So what is that like to to see a person for who they really are, you know what I'm saying? Shit, look, bro, it be cool, you know what I'm saying? Because like man, I know that a lot of people
1: don't get to be in my shoes, though, when they to situations like that. Like, so a lot of them like They'll call me and like ask me to help them find the drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like like man, I got personal relationships the other than just the music. But you know what I'm saying? It be cool. Um and I like that like um, a lot of them they uh, take my advice. You know what I'm, I'm somebody that a lot of them could
0: chop uh, it up with. I how do you how do you navigate from getting caught up in other people bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Man, I a lot of the time I listen
1: like and I just don't even speak much on it, though. I just try to let them know, like, it's only so much you can do about that. There ain't nothing you can do about that. You need to just worry about yourself and your family. That's how I try to tell people, though, like, because a lot of things, though, people going to do what they want to do. And, you know what I'm saying? You just got to know
0: how to move, though. All right. For the people who don't know, you feel me? Name name a couple of your favorite people that you done got to work with up until this point. <sighs>
1: Couple of my favorite people to work with. Herb, of course. You know, we got some more stuff coming. Uh who else? Let me see, who else? I ain't gonna lie. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like man, they got their opinions on this dude. But Rico Rackless though, like he's a cool dude to work with. And like, his streams do pretty good. His strings do pretty good, and I know because I'm one of the people that produce a lot of different records for him. Like, him and Herb and Mikey Dollars and Duck and Lil' Chris was, like, some of the first people that even got on my beats when I started doing beats.
0: Right. Now, when did you start getting to producing? Like, which came first, the DJ or the producing?
1: I was always DJing. Like, I was DJing from, like, 2008 then like when I started uh going up to the cell phone store I had my Steve at exclusive then I started DJing in the store and then like like um that was a spot that the rappers they came to all the time for clothes or for videos or shoes you know what I'm saying so I just started though connecting with all the rappers that came in the store and then um so from to, uh, 20 2008, till like, I want to say I started making beats in 2016. Yeah, like the second tour that I went on with Herbie, I went on uh, three tours with Herbie. It was the Ball Like I'm Kobe tour, the Dark Before Dawn tour, and the Smokers Club tour. And um, yeah, though, man, cause I wanted to make some beats for him at you know, the time because Shit, I felt like that uh, the only hits he had was kill shit and rolling, and I felt like you know so I did that because like shit after rolling it was everything and I like and then which was, was never cared and never cared was produced by me.
0: Do you feel like Herb is one of the best rappers in Chicago? Like starting from where he was for you know sure to now
1: for sure, and you know what I'm saying I know. You no know my city is thankful for a rapper, you know what I'm saying, like him. But no one more thankful than me because if he wouldn't have did the beats he did a mine, Dirk wouldn't have redid it and I wouldn't be a platinum producer. Salute to G Herb and Lil Dirk though.
0: All right, man, let's talk about being a platinum producer, bro. <sighs> yeah. Like what is it like when that this, cause you gotta buy your plaque, right? Yeah. But what is it like when you find out like, damn, bro? I'm a platinum producer. Like, man, I'm one they, of them. you Like, know what I'm
1: and that's like a milestone. You know what I'm saying? Though? Like, you hit though, You know what I'm
0: saying in this shit.
1: Like, like it's like, man. Like, you made it to a certain point.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you get the respect that you deserve in the city of Chicago?
1: I feel like these days, yeah, I do. These days, I do.
0: You, you felt like you didn't in the past? Nah, not at first. Like,
1: it's just starting to come around or how it's supposed to be. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? That's just. Like, I know in my mind, some things just take time. Like, certain people, they, you know what I'm saying, they just be wave riders. If they don't think a certain thing is that or popping, you know what I'm saying, they just go with what they think is popping.
0: All right, man. You don't work with everybody. Everybody. So I would ask you, like, who are some people that you actually want to work with that you haven't been able to work with yet? Uh See, I'm trying to work with Nardo Wick, uh,
1: Glorilla. I like to work with Megan Stallion. Like, when I'm open to it, just expand me. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my
0: reach out there. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make some top 40 hits with people. Dude, like, if you had to classify, like, your sound, like, how would you classify it?
1: I don't know, like, because a lot of people try to make it seem like sometimes that, like, man, I'm just known for the trap of the drill type stuff. I want people to know I could do everything. You know what I'm saying? I got some shit in the vault. You hear me?
0: <laughs> Outside of rap music, like, what is DJ Meal Ticket listening to?
1: Man. by me being a DJ, bro, I got to listen to everything. So, like, I be open, though, to, like, uh... Uh, some hers, some scissor, uh some old school. You know what I'm saying? A Marvin Gay no, the Luther Van jobs. So you deep
0: in your R&B and soul, bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Man, I grew up on all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like R&B is dead? No, it's not. Go ahead, talk your shit, man. R&B ain't dead. Like people just don't listen to the right R&B. Like. K-Camp still make hits, you know? K-Camp, okay, it's
0: crazy. What? John Queens. Bro, and, and that to me, that's one of the things that's wrong with like the music industry. Yeah. And, uh, and how we take in music. Because we mm-hmm. only feel like you're a co-artist if we hear you on the radio or if... We you see you, you dripping in diamonds. You feel me? But you said K Camp, bro, and I ain't even gonna lie. I fell off K Camp for a minute, and I re stumbled onto him on YouTube. Man, bro,
1: he's had to move for the bill. He's still away.
0: dropping hits, bro. <laughs> Man, what? For real crazy, bro. So if like if you had any advice to give to an artist, like what well, what would you give to him?
1: Man, do you and don't think that. Nothing is possible with this uh, this music though, cause you ain't control of your own journey in this music,
0: yeah. Man, it's it's so many artists out here that you feel me think that just getting in a booth is part of it's a part of being an artist, but it's so much more to it. That's you just know a know small
1: that. percentage. Of, and you, you gotta about, have a team,
0: man. Like man, you
1: gotta have a person to help you with marketing. Like, man, you gotta have a budget. You gotta know where to put the budget. And like, um, you gotta be out here, like, you gotta network with people because they wanna know why I'm um uh, catering to this uh, this music, though, why I'm gonna look for this music for. People wanna know who you is and what you about. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's more than just going to the booth, you gotta interact with people too.
0: Now, wait, before we before we start recording, we was talking about how you got so much shit going on, you feel <laughs> me? So how, once again, you answered it for me off mic, but tell the people how you stay in tune with what the fuck you got going on. Because a lot of people want to be in that position, but they yeah. don't know everything that come with that shit.
1: Man, it come with a lot. Like, you got to be humble. You got to have patience. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, too, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a father, too. You know what I'm saying? I got responsibilities. I got all kinds of stuff to take care of. And then, but, like, I'm not just a DJ or producer. Like, the artists call me for all kinds of stuff. So it's like,
0: man, you gotta
1: take notes of what you got going on, keep up with it, and be organized, and just
0: try to stay on track. (laughs) All right, now, the other day, I seen somebody post on Facebook, and they was talking about deadbeat fathers, you feel me? Uh, Me, personally, I don't know any deadbeats, like, if I got a homie and they got a kid, they in their kid's life, you yeah. feel me? So tell me the importance of being a father to you, you know what I'm saying?
1: Man, that's that stuff is important these days because, look, right, like growing up, these young boys, they need fathers in their life. Like, man, if, like, for example, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, my son, right, like, I-, I told him, ain't no reason that your teacher should call me and your mama. You know, like, so if he ain't got nobody to stand on him or something like that, he going to keep doing it. Like, uh, he going to be out of hand. And, uh, like, he's going to be this wild child. Mm-hmm. But a father like me, I told the teacher, okay, don't worry about it. I picked him up from school. He didn't expect me to pick him up this day. And he came home with me, and I had to chastise him a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then it's just like, stuff like that, then like, uh, he been cool for a while after that. So it's like, you gotta stand on being a parent, too. And, like, you can't be their friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's important, though, because we gotta teach them, though, what we was taught and what we wasn't taught also. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if... If a little boy is in a career with a lot of women and don't got a man to tell him nothing, he's going to be a little feminine and he going to talk too much and he going to be just doing things that he shouldn't do. So it's important to, to, uh, to have a father figure in a child's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that time, though, is important. Man,
0: I think being a parent is probably one of the hardest jobs in the <laughs> world, bro. It, yeah, it is. Hey,
1: look. Like- I salute single mothers. Yeah, because when man, because when I be taking turns and though we happen to have man, man, it ain't nothing
0: nice. It get ugly out here, man. But yeah. at the same time, it's the hardest job. But it's it's one of the most gratifying. Yeah. Jobs. Cause yeah. you get, bro. Growing up and seeing your kid grow up, you like your kid trip and fall. You feel me? Like damn, bro. <laughs> like that's my little person, right? Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, they do some funny shit. And then see, man,
1: saying? is is me all over again. So it's like, shit, I got to know how to deal with me. Like, so I know how to deal with me. So that's how I know how to deal with him. Right.
0: Yeah. shout out to being a parent man right i fuck with it you feel me yeah and you you spoke on teaching them the right thing and what we weren't taught you yeah is I mean, a lot that we wasn't and it's crazy nowadays because we have so much information in front of us you Thanks. know what i'm saying it'll be damn near we'll be bogus as hell not to put our kids on game yeah you know? and i i feel like our parents i don't know if your father was in your life or not but man yeah, he wasn't, was you know what i'm saying man wasn't at all and now here i am a grown man you know what i'm saying and he, he trying to hit the phone type shit, you know and it's like bro you gotta find a different approach than trying to approach like a little kid bro yeah. a grown ass man you know what i'm saying so like i can't teach my my son or my daughter how not to take care of their responsibilities right. you know what i'm saying because i know what happens when you don't take care of your exactly. responsibilities you know so that's real bro mm-hmm. now what would you say is one of your like favorite moments that you had up until this point as far as what anything in life bro because you do you don't seen yeah. some of the biggest Traveler, things. Like,
1: going around the world like and being able to like um like when i pull up to another city and, and, like, if I tell people I'm there, you know what I'm saying, the love I get, or, like, even just when people see me in a different city, you know what I'm saying, like, and they're like, hey, that's my second home, like, man, they show hella love in Atlanta. Like, um, it'd be amazing, though.
0: How many states you done
1: been to, bro? I've been in, like, shit. We got 50 states, I'd have been to 47. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even do the show in New Mexico.
0: Man, what's your, what's been your favorite show? Like, if you could think of one that was like, man, that bitch was rocking. Man,
1: I ain't gonna stunt. I could tell you about, man, a show in the beginning and a show now. Okay. A show in the beginning, like, so I did a show a show with Herb in New York, and it was the Double uh, the XL show at the PlayStation Theater. That motherfucker was so rockin'. It was like, I'm like, damn, this is what this is like, huh? This was like 2017 or 2016. And then now, like, fast forward, and I, and I did a show with Nook, and I was in Canada, And that was like, man, it was like a Rod Wave type of crowd. Like, if you ever saw a Rod Wave crowd, man. them lights was
0: out there. Man. You know, that's what I'm saying being on that stage seeing that shit from a, a different perspective you know what I'm saying yeah have you ever done um Lollapalooza or uh no I'll be on that this year though what about um Lyrical Lemonade I'll be on that as year too man damn motherfuckers like everything
1: I haven't done like is coming to pass for me it's all been coming to me like setting stuff
0: up like man people been calling me man what is what is it like to be DJ meal ticket like what's the day in the life of DJ meal ticket
1: <laughs> Man, ain't like, man, so I be waking up and, um, you know so i got a training, man. Shout out to B-Y-O-L-B-Z and I be going to the gym. You know what I'm saying? I work out for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I make some beats. You know what I'm saying? I check on my kids if I ain't got them. Um, man, just chasing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's always somebody that's calling me, they want to do something or need me to do something. And, like... Man, I um, like if I'm not in the studio um, here, so I'm in the studio somewhere
0: out of town. When, like, a, a lot of artists nowadays, they complain about when they sign a deal. You know what I'm saying? They ain't making no money off the music. Like, is it lucrative to be a producer? <sighs> yeah, but like, so being a producer
1: is better than being an artist to me. Okay. Why you say Because you don't got to deal with all that. And we do our business, and that's that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, we got certain no controls on the, the records, too.
0: Who taught you the game as far as being a producer, like the business, the paperwork Bro, at the
1: beginning of it, to be honest, I had to learn from trial and Ever. And then as I got to learn it, people wanted to give me the game. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I just was shutting it out the door once they tried to give it to me. I was just taking it all in, and then I always though linked up with different other uh, producers, and so it's like about me having a name. Certain people was like um, excited to give me the game, and so that's been a a blessing though for me. That could be a gift and a curse. So, like I always try to be mindful who I deal with and work with too though. But like I say, like a lot of people was excited to put me on game and. Show me things. So that's a
0: blessing. Yeah, they say a, a, a lot of people, man, it, it's crazy. I forget who I was talking to, but somebody was like, man, the game is to be sold, not told. And I'm like, bro, that's cap, bro. Yeah. Like, motherfucker's supposed to put you on game because everybody... You can't die at, with
1: this stuff, bro. A,
0: a lot of people look at up-and-coming a a, like bro you competition like bro I'm not your competition you know what I'm saying There's
1: really enough money out here for everybody facts, in a lot of different bro. ways
0: facts bro yeah. we technically in a recession we was in a pandemic a couple a couple years ago still maybe in a pandemic right but it was more money than I ever seen in the streets yeah. you feel me New everybody's everybody else. getting paid you know yeah. so I I can't understand how how people get I would say scared of somebody else's come up. You know what I'm saying, like bro. It's weird. If you can put me in tune with some shit, I might be able to put you in tune with some shit. Like what the fuck going on? You know. Mm-hmm. So who 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 name one person that was like, man, I got you, bro. Still
1: we'll with me. Yeah, on on the help. Me man, shouts out to Snapback. Shouts out to Get Em Louie. Shouts out to Chase Davis on the beat. And shouts out to Spank on the beat. Shouts out to 20K, the producer. These all people I can call at any time that they gave me game or show me
0: stuff. Like, man, they're my brothers. Yeah. It's the... Because is the, you say it's it's easy to be a producer, or it's better to be a producer than a rapper, you feel me? Is yeah, they it, still
1: give us a hard time, too.
0: But, like, it's like,
1: though, when you got your business in order, people can't and ain't going to play with you. Right. Yeah.
0: So... Like, how does it work? You know what I'm saying? Because cause I've heard that a producer should get 50% of the record. Yeah, I've heard people that, that work on splits and all these types of things saying a producer shouldn't get on any ownership over a record. That's because everybody got different um,
1: opinions, but the right opinions. The right opinions is, if me and you do a song together, we supposed to get half the song. Like... Yeah, I take my 50%, and if I did it with another producer, man, I get them half of that.
0: Man, I break bread with the producers I work with. All right. Yeah. So, because I I just couldn't understand it, because it's like you don't have a song without the beat. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, so it's like a lot of people be trying to gank people out there publishing, too. Like, if people would do that, they'll try to throw off a work for hire on a producer in a minute, and they rightfully owe them they publishing and because if they do a a work for hire then they try to
0: keep keep all the publishing though for the artist that ain't right all right so what's the what's the situation where i i come to you you got beats i buy your beat from you you know what i'm saying is this a situation where still you need to know what fine print you need to put into a contract to still get paid you know, in the future from that project? Or once you sell that beat, is you sold that beat? No, nah, we
1: come to an agreement before I sell the beat. And nine times out of ten, don't ever I sell somebody the beat these days, I always still got some attachment to it, whether it's uh, lease or, or um, exclusive rights. Like, because we going to do splits too. Like, so we're going to do something on the front end and the back end.
0: So, like, when, because um, I remember with Chop, he had the, the don't like. You feel me? And I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I don't want to just say anything, but I want to say Chop still got paid from that beat. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Kanye chopped that bitch up. You know what I'm saying? He did a whole lot of other things to it. And I seen Chop get upset. So if you in a position like that where somebody may change some shit that you put on the beat.
1: Yeah, that'll piss me off though too. Like it's like they, like when you do that you forcing yourself on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Because if it wasn't for Chop, Melody, it wouldn't have been no on like if it wasn't for the drums that he did, it wouldn't have been no on like. You feel me? So hell y'all to pissed, pissed off too.
0: That's funny as hell. Say the drugs. <laughs> no, <Nah>, the drums. <laughs> all the drums, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, damn, Chop was on the shrooms or something. No nah, <laughs> The Drums. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, all right, man. Up until this point, like I asked you what was your favorite part about this, man. What are some of the pitfalls that, that come with the game?
1: Man, bro, I ain't going to stunt. Me being in this shit, though, with the people I f- and dealt with in this shit, bro, I done been around shootouts. Man, I done been in high speeds. All kind of shit, like, man, I done been standing around with niggas and motherfuckers can't shoot. We ain't know where nothing come from. Like, man, this shit come with a lot. So that's why these days, I don't hang with rappers. That's why I say, bro, like... when I be by myself, man. I'll link up with them and, like, we do some business or something like that,
0: uh-uh. That's why I say, bro, like, it's how are you able to avoid that shit? Because I don't know if you ever heard of it, but I used to work on a website. It was called OnlyForTheReal.com, you yeah. feel me? Uh. And it was a lot of shit that started coming with just doing, like, interviews and shit. And it's like, bro, we ain't got nothing to do with what's going on yeah. in the streets bro we interviewing y'all that's it you feel me i don't know this nigga from a can of paint you feel me i don't know where this nigga be at none of that you feel me and we was able to to navigate that shit. you know what i'm saying and i hate to say playing both sides because like we didn't know any of these niggas, you know First. but from the outside looking in it's like bro you, you holler at Dirk and then you holler at JoJo now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fuck going on type shit. That's why I asked you, like, how do you navigate it? Because you, you don't work with Louie. You don't work with Dirk. You know what I'm saying? Like, you done been on both sides. So I grew up shit. with
1: Dirk and a lot of them, though. Because, like I said, I'm from Tanya and from the dog pound. So then it's like, shit. Man, I let niggas know it's about the business, though, with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what feeds me. The business. And then on top of that, like... Shit. Uh, when I first started getting deep in the music doing the mixtapes and stuff like that, like, man, I was with eda a lot, doing a lot for him. And like, um, uh, man, I was always working with him. And then I, you know what I'm saying? Then I started working with like Katie Gabbez, I was DJing for her, and I was DJing for her, and then I was DJing for Lil Mouse. And uh so it's like, man, I was all over the city at one point. And so I was uh uh kicking it with i was on the man. And all that shit at one point, um, like, I I was in the mean and me video, too. And, um, like, I ain't gonna stunt. Man, it's a blessing to be that way because, like, man, I want DJ like Bryce to pull up in the O with them, kick it, pull up on the east side in the trap, kick it with all the No Limits and stuff. Like, man, ain't too many niggas gonna do that that's a DJ. Yeah,
0: man. You done been to Canada, bro. You say 47 out of the 50 of these motherfuckers. You feel me?
1: Shit, I've been to Canada uh, 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 a few times, though. I've been there uh, twice with her. And then I've been there with Nook once. But then they want me to about myself in February to do a party. Now,
0: look, check this out. When you going to Canada and shit, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you are, maybe you not. I don't think you pulling up to the hood in Canada for no fucking reason, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You got people that that's coming to Chicago, like you say, you've been in the O. You know what I'm saying. You got people that come to Chicago and I understand if they want to take a picture in front of the King Von mural. You feel me? But O Block ain't a tourist attraction, bro. It's not. <laughs> I don't know why people. That's because
1: look, that's because um people on the internet then took, you know, what I'm saying, our city. And they put the stories and stuff of what happened, and then they put their own stuff though to it. And like it's like um exciting though to people though outside the city and stuff like that, like the UK and all that, like people that really lost families and loved ones over a lot of the music and all that. So this stuff ain't no joke. They don't look at it like no tourist stuff, but the people that's outside here, like it's interesting though to them to what goes on here. But there be real stuff going on. This stuff don't be no game.
0: Real life shit. Now yeah. being, being attached to the Chicago music scene so long, bro, and it's so many Chicago rappers that have you know been killed. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever reached a moment in this shit where you was like, man, I don't want to do this shit no more. It ain't
1: fun. Hell yeah, because like, man, bro, like, whether I'm close to a rapper or not, like, and just because I'm ten toes in this uh, the music stuff. Man, I be feeling like, you know what I'm saying? I lost a coworker at work. Like, damn, when this shit gonna stop. Like, cause sometimes it ain't always, you know what I'm saying, so uh, uh to uh to violence. Yeah. Like, all kinds of stuff that happened though. Uh people that died to COVID uh through accidents, like anything, but it's just like, damn, it's like, man, like me be feeling like I lost the coworker though.
0: Yeah, man, it shit be crazy because it's damn near the like every... Every day you wake up, a Chicago rapper done got killed. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, man, they say Chicago, I mean, rap is one of the most dangerous jobs to have, you know?
1: Yeah, I remember that when I was growing up, everybody wanted to be a basketball player, a football player, or a fireman. Now you hear a lot of young boys, they want to be a rapper.
0: Now, I would say you done, you done made some bread out here, you feel me? Like, how important is it for you to, like, invest your bread? See It was very important. It was very important. Like, I mean, I bought some property. And I'm buying more. How did you feel? Cause I I remember when how I felt when I bought my first piece of property. Man, that's like, an accomplishment, like, man. You know, can't nobody tell. Yeah, like this my shit. shit. Oh my baby, <laughs> 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 drive past that motherfucker. That's Facts. bad. You feel me? Yeah. Like what 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 else can we expect from you like in the near future? Cause you got so much going
1: on. Man, I'm finna have a lot of placements this year with a lot of different artists. Like, man, look from small to big. Like man, like. Man, y'all gonna be hearing my name out here, like, man, shit like it was when Kanye started working with The Rock.
0: When, when you a producer, and I, how, how do it feel? You sent out beats, bro. Mm. You expecting to hit a song somewhere, and that song never get released. Like, how do you feel as a producer?
1: Now, that shit irritates me so. Look, so I ain't gonna stunt. If I sell you a beat, or like, um, if I, I send you a beat and. We ain't done no business on it yet, or like, um, if you get a beef from me and it's a lease, and you ain't dropped it, man, that's going back out to somebody. else. my shit gonna get heard. <laughs> my shit getting heard. Got hurt. you fucked up. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't let my shit just, man. I be having raw ass shit. When um, do you always hear it before it's dropped? Yeah. Okay. So it's you put it somewhere where they gotta send it to you. you gotta, yeah. You so you got final approval over. A lot of times, yeah, Damn. most of the time. Damn, shout out to you. Now, yeah. do, do you ever see yourself, like, starting a label or some shit?
1: Yeah, like, um, yeah. though when I feel like, you know since i got myself all the way in order as far as though, like, the music stuff and I uh, feel like I,
0: like, understand everything, yeah, that's coming. Could you speak on some of the other placements that you got coming?
1: Oh, um, I got some placements coming with GT from Detroit, um, Icewell Vezo, Shonda from Chicago. I'm, so I'm waiting to hear back from Twister, and um, man, a host of others, man, like all around the world, like everybody calling me right now. No bullshit.
0: All right, now do you as a as a producer? Do you feel like you get your respect because you you mentioned Detroit? You feel me? Detroit has a particular sound. Chicago mm. has a particular sound. Even though Shauna from Chicago and Twister from Chicago, they don't sound like the typical Chicago sound. You feel? Yeah. Me? So do you feel like you get the pro, the respect as a producer being able to mix with all these different? Um, I yeah, because I know
1: how to adjust. You know what I'm saying? Like. For example, like, I was talking real with Sleazy World and his camp, and they told me that he kind of wanted to uh, stay in the same flow with the same kind of drums he been having. And I'm like, all right, bet. So I sent him a pack with that same flow. Right. And they sent me the five sounds like, oh, yeah, we rocking with these. Yeah. So I said, I'm waiting to hear back from them, too.
0: Yeah, Do you, Do you ever, because you got kids, do you be like, man, I'll just finish some shit with Sleazy World? You feel me?
1: Like, so look, bro, like, my son had been on the phone with herb and all kind of stuff like. So they kind of know already that they daddy somebody. So my son, I be having to check him sometimes. He play on that with people. He be out here. Yeah, like, and then they then saw me on the internet and they see me with people. So, you know what I'm saying? They already know what's going on. They understand already. He be like,
0: man, your daddy. And then like daddy got more money than your daddy. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> stuff
1: like that. Then, like, uh, uh, my daughter's uh, uh, voice is uh, the tag of my beats. DJ too uh, That's my daughter's voice. And so she be like, yeah, dude, I know I'm famous already. I be on the radio.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm like, man, you crazy. <laughs> she hear herself. Yeah. yeah. they got to be special, though, because yeah. it's one thing for you to hear a record you produce on the radio, but it's a whole different feeling for your daughter. To hear her voice on these big-ass records. Yeah. That's crazy. And then, like, look, man, I done had, like, arguments with certain artists,
1: though. Like, though, because of that, though, right? Like, man, there's one artist. He called me and paid me to host a song. Now, man, I use, like, my my, my live voice and tags if I'm uh, hosting a song, right? But I don't use the same tag if I'm not producing a beat. All right. Man, I say that if, like, um, said if I made the beat, then that tag on there. So then, like, it's been a few hours. Like, no, man, look why you ain't put that other tag you always put on everything? And I'm like, cause you talking about the one I use when I make a beat? Cause I ain't make that beat. That don't go like that. Right. (laughs) They want that.
0: Man, it's so many things that you got to navigate. And it sounds like you stand on business more than anything. No, I got to. It's it's, it's this way and ain't nobody changing that Right. How important is that?
1: Man, look, it's just, uh, that's going to be as important as you make it. Like you said, yes, I stand on it because the things that I took through with this. So I got to stand on
0: it. Hey, look, this is my favorite question, bro. True. Like, if you can go back and give your younger self any advice, what would it be?
1: Man. I should have went to uh, to SAE and, like, uh, and I've been so lazy, like, doing stuff when I was growing up because, like, just being honest, though, like, the laziness slowed me down from learning certain stuff. And then, like, when I didn't go to SAE, so that made me uh, go through trial and error from learning the business part. Like, if I would've went to SAE, then I felt like, man, I would've learned the business, though, first. But then I felt like, man, I wouldn't be as ahead of the game, you know what I'm saying, as I am.
0: Do you feel like that's something that that you may still do? No.
1: Like, I got associates in electronics, though, but... No, since I know the business now. And then I learn every day, like, it's over. All
0: right, man. What's cause we in 2023 now, man. Yeah. What, what's some goals you got for this year?
1: Man, I'm about some win. And shoot, man, I'm trying to get some old plaques, man.
0: All right, man. Trying this, to make some old hits. This is my last question for you, bro. Now you say you you love Atlanta. You yeah. feel me? So you back and forth from Chicago to Atlanta. What's the major difference that you see in Atlanta compared to Chicago?
1: Man, the work ethic. Like, right, bro, when I be here, a normal work day for me in the studio, man, I hit two studios here, right? Like during a day. In Atlanta, I'm hitting four to five a day, and it's like. Some of them niggas, bro, they don't sleep. They sleep in the studio or they up all night. I be like, man, I gotta go get some sleep. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? And then it's like, man, I've been out there so many times. Damn near, Every time I go out there, like, um, I experience a different studio, and that's cool to me. And it's always some work. And then I feel like it's just always some work. And then at the uh, the hospitality, everybody show, everybody be trying to work and do business. It's cool.
0: Man, shout out to you, bro. Like bro. I don't know if you get told this a lot, but you one of the goats. You feel me? I appreciate and you, bro. It ain't to me. It's not many goats in Chicago as far as how I would value or how I would see a goat. You know, right. and it's it's to me a, a Chicago goat is somebody that done been around all this shit, bro. Yeah. Done grew with all this shit, bro, and still in all this shit, bro. Because yeah. uh, when you think about it, bro, how many producers you done came up with this no longer producers bro how many DJs that's no longer DJs bro so few so a few. when you weather that storm and you come out on the other side and you ain't you ain't made no questionable bullshit man can't nobody throw dirt on your name you know no, what I'm for real
1: can't nobody throw no know on my name bro like and like anybody i ever did some work with like and, um, if I ain't doing work with them right now like man we could always do some work because it ain't nothing that I did
0: bro and that to me that that creates that longevity yeah. you know what i'm saying especially when my know all right meal ticket he on point you feel me i already know what to expect when yeah. i get a meal ticket that's why i'm fucking with meal ticket you know what i'm saying so that's why i say bro like you one of the goats out here and we don't have many of them because it's a it's a lot of people that will be in a position that won't come sit on that couch you know what i'm saying or they won't see a up-and-coming producer and give them some gain they won't see an artist Give them some game, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the true definition of to me a Chicago nigga, you know? A real Chicago motherfucker going to want to see you win, and they going to tell you, like, bro, you fucking up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't coming at you in no type of way. I'm just telling you it's a better way to do this type of shit, you know? And I feel like, bro, that's you, you know what I'm saying? So it's up to you, bro.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you, though. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? All I know how to do is what I know how to do and move the way I know how
0: to move. Big facts. You yeah. got anything you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Man, I appreciate my city for the love and respect and for everybody that be working with me and be uh, be rocking with me and rooting for me. Salute to everybody. Man, I love everybody, and I appreciate you for having me on your couch. and.
0: Let's have a good year, man. Man, once again, man, I appreciate you for coming, sliding through, and chopping it up with me. For sure, man? man? Much love and blessing. Yes, sir. It's been another episode of Conversations with Jay. What's up? It's your boy, Everyday Jay, one half of the Eel Sound Radio crew. And Illinois Radio is giving away free promo throughout the month of February. So if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or artist, just visit illinois.co forward slash free promo. That's I L L A N O I Z E dot co forward slash free promo and fill out the form for a chance to receive free promotion on Illinois Radio.